This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I believe Mimi's going to be ready to talk to us. We're talking about the Cosmosphere and Hutch mm-hmm. and all the weird stuff. My, my nerd fascination with all things space. Uh, but, you know, it, it, to me, it was the greatest time. I mean, these, these crazy bastards... Collins and, and Armstrong and Aldrin that shot themselves up, landed on the surface of the moon. If you don't believe it, you're a twat. And you, you know, and then with, the, you know, think about what it took for them to, to leave the earth. Yeah. Uh, obviously more gravity, all that. But then they left the moon and made it back from there. With just three dudes, just three, like the, the odds of surviving are it's just, it's almost impossible. I understand why people would disbelieve it. You're wrong. They did it. But that's what makes it the greatest achievement in humankind. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. It, the balls to strap in. To strap in and be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's go cr- find us. We got this ridiculous fuel that we're, this oxygen, this frozen liquid oxygen. And uh, it probably won't blow up and kill us all halfway there. Oh, by the way, we have to slingshot around. Uh, yeah, it's a whole process. And then we have to come back. Yeah, once you're there successfully. And so that's why it's, it's heartbreaking when I see people not be... Interested in the world out there, in space. It, it's just so, so kick-ass. Everything about it, man. Our next guest is the Senior Vice President of Communication and Chief Development Officer for the Cosmosphere in Hutchinson, Kansas. And April 22nd through 24th, they are bringing the legendary Liberty Bell 7 capsule that was piloted into space by astronaut Gus Grissom in 1961 to display at the annual Planet Comic Con. Please welcome Mimi Meredith. Mimi Meredith. I, I feel like Good morning. I feel like I need to say both your names at the same time because it just sounds better. Yeah, it, you know. Well, or you could just say one or the other because they're two first names, right? It's right. confusing. I just like the way it sounds. I say Mimi Meredith. Mimi <laughs> Meredith is my friend. You are. That's right. I, I am. How long have you been at the Cosmosphere? Eight years. Wow, what a great gig. What a great, what'd you do before that? Before that, I've, well, I've always been in communication and development. So, uh, yeah, before that, I was on the Cosmosphere board and I was a consultant. So. And is it true that there are more space flown objects in the, at the Cosmosphere than in any other museum in the United States? Not more space flown. There are well, I'm um, a big what fat we liar. have. So, we have some um, engineering um, models. And we have flight-ready backups. And then, of course, we do have many space-flown artifacts, including the Liberty Bell 7, Gemini 10, uh, uh, Russian or Soviet-era Vostok, 
and our crown jewel, the Apollo 13. And I hear you've been here. You've seen it all. Oh, sure. And well, and I've been through Moscow to the Space Museum there. That is a diehard space race fan right there. Oh, it's, it's the greatest collection of propaganda and truth. And the, and the way they blend it is so fantastic. Right. But, you know, you won't see as many artifacts there as you will at the Cosmosphere. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. We actually have more Soviet-era artifacts on exhibit than they do. Is that right? Yeah. I had no yeah. idea. I had no mm-hmm. idea. Because I, I, mm-hmm. those, those are a pretty – it's a pretty fantastic place. Uh, but, you know, they've Thanks. got um, – I, I was just trying to think. It was Leica and uh, uh, the two dogs that they've got stuffed there. Uh, it wasn't Strelka. <laughs> it's Leica and, and Belka. Belka and Strelka. No, Strelka and Belka, the Soviet space dogs. That's who they had there. You walk in the front door at the Moscow Space Museum, and they've literally got the worst taxidermy job you've ever seen in your life, these two poor dogs, and, uh, right, right in the main room. Oh, Did wow. You? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that just has to be worth the trip right there. Right. Yeah. And, but, but it was the best time, I think, in our country. Like, and maybe in the, in the history of man to this point was just we were doing something. The world was watching. We, were, we went to the moon. We were breaking through these barriers that were just impossible and, and so rudimentary. You know, there's, again, we've, we've heard it to the point where we've kind of lost the meaning of it. There's more technology in a cell phone than there was in software in a cell phone than there is anywhere near a space program in the 60s. Right, exactly. And, you know... The 60s weren't exactly a great era for our country. And in 1968, when Apollo 8, which is my personally my favorite mission, because they weren't prepared, that crew wasn't anticipating going to the moon, um, but they did, and they sped it up so that they could beat the Soviets. And they did it on mass and, you know, just a fearless, determination to explore new new places and you know in your lead up to the conversation i heard you talking a little bit about just the awe that we should all feel in that but yeah exactly and so they got a telegram when they got back from that mission that said thank you for saving 1968 because our country did rise to the occasion johnny you're exactly right and we got it done after after president kennedy issued a pretty insurmountable challenge because at the time he said, we'll go to the moon by the end of the decade. We had a 39% success rate for oh. our rockets. That was crazy. <laughs> well, here, well, here's the, I was just listening the other day to the crazy Russian ranting of uh, Vladimir Komarov. Uh, they sent this guy, this Russian astronaut, the cosmonaut, and he knew he wasn't coming back. But he also knew if he didn't go, they were going to stuff his best friend, Yuri Gagarin, in the next rocket. And if the tra- if the uh, translation is right, he's he's cursing the people that uh, that put him inside the terrible spaceship on the way. It's his last words as they're talking. They're like, "We are now talking to you know this this," and and he's literally barking, screaming at them in rage because he knows he's he's seconds away from dying. I have never heard that story, and, yeah. and that's you learned that in in Moscow at the no meeting. no. I was just it was literally two days ago. I didn't even know you were oh. on the show yet. I was I was I was looking through some uh, some Russian uh, space stuff, and uh, and yeah. I found and there's actually on YouTube you can find the cosmonaut, and there's a picture of uh, his remains, and these these Russian generals looking at it, and it just looks like a, a hunk of barbecue, and it's just oh. Vladimir Komarov's nice. remains, and it's pretty it's pretty brutal, Greg. Look, see if you can find Komarov, K-O-M-A-R-O-V, his last uh, on YouTube, all right? 
because it will play. I'm going to look it up, too. And, and, hey, for everybody out there who is just eating their breakfast, we've already talked about taxidermy dogs and barbecued bodies. So Welcome <laughs> to the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's a regular day. Hey, you uh, listen, wait, wait, there'll be sex involved in probably some kind of defecation joke before the end of this. Oh, well, there you go. A trifecta. You uh, Now, tell me something. I th- how did you get involved with, um, and somebody said you've been at Comic-Con before. I don't know how, but I missed it. I think it's a brilliant thing to do. We sometimes get overly uh, academic, I think, with mm-hmm. space instead of letting it be creative and let it be exciting and let it be, you know, a bit of fantasy in there. And and I think sure. that, that stuff like Comic-Con is a great way to introduce a bunch of people into uh, the space program. Yes, exactly. In 2018, we came and brought um, one of our consoles from Historic Mission Control so people could sit at that where you know, where some pretty amazing feats were accomplished because it takes mission control to get people sure. to learn, right? And we also had our um, multi-axis trainer, so people could take a literal spin in that. And then we did some education presentations as well. And uh, now you're going to bring the Gus Grissom capsule, uh, the Liberty yeah. Bell, and and that's the you know actual Liberty Bell. That's a lot of discussion. There. I mean, because hey, how long was it at sixteen thousand feet uh, below the surface? Let's see, sixty. I do math. So well, just a what, minute. What year did it come up? Thirty. Uh, then ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yes, thirty two years. Yeah, thirty one years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was. It was a long time. And uh, I mean that. And so anybody who's seen any of the movies or read about it would know that there was a lot of discussion about whether or not Gus Grissom blew the hatch himself, or if it, if the hatch blew on its own. And of course, then it almost killed him, and it went to the bottom of the ocean. And it was at the time. Uh, the just the way our NASA was and government was, they, it really put a shadow on on Gus Grissom, who was an absolute hero, no doubt about it. Oh but, my gosh, he's but, amazing! But he at the time, it was yeah. really it was really bad for him. Well, you know, the media didn't. The media and Gus did not have a great relationship. In fact, you might be aware that um, he would wear disguises uh, walking walking into um, meetings, so that when he walked past the media, they didn't recognize him. <laughs> And the fact is that the whole did he blow the hatch, that was never believed by NASA. That was only perpetrated by the media. And his his own astronaut corps just rallied around him. If they believed that he was a faulty astronaut, he wouldn't have been initially he was the only astronaut to go to space twice when he went, you know, right, again right. to Gemini three. And then Apollo one, he was gonna be that always makes me sad to even say Apollo 1, but he was going to be um, on the first flight right. uh, of the Apollo mission. So, but I, I'm sure you probably know this, but interestingly enough, last year it was released on the anniversary of LB7, on the 60th anniversary, the um, fact about the arc that was created when the antenna, when, have you heard this story? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. Okay. So they, the helicopter, you know, lowers, uh, oh gosh. The, 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 the rest of the cable, the, sure. Right. The, to lift. So they have to, the divers clip the antenna off to make a clear space for that cable to attach. Right. And the diver at the time said when he, um, Hit the antenna with the um, with the cable the to clip it. Yeah, right to clip it. No, to 
to cut it off. Sure. He, it caused an arc. And that. They think that, that, that is what blew the door. Yes. In fact, there is a lot of information in the manuals preceding that you have to be very careful not to have any electrostatic discharge in the spacecraft to create that, they called it an sure. inadvertent initiation sure. of the spacecraft. Yeah, of course. And so, and so that was really intriguing. And the other fact is, Gus wasn't prepared to get out. <laughs> you know, that's why he nearly drowned. His right. oxygen inlet valve was still open. He hadn't tightened the collar around the top of his spacesuit. So that's why the other reason they didn't try and pluck him out of the water right away, because his See, Sorry, I love you. you want to I, chime in here? But I love you, Mimi. And let me tell you why. Mimi Meredith yes. is, is a true space fan because you can hear in your voice that you defend Gus, who you didn't know yes. and I didn't know. But if you're a super fan, you're like, he didn't do it. It wasn't right. him. It wasn't his oh, fault. No. But the media has portrayed Gus Grissom. And by the way, if you didn't know, Nick, you know, we're in a war, or, uh, a race with Moscow or whatever you want to call it right. uh, to get to space. The reason they called him Gus is because his real first name was Ivan. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which, uh, I hadn't heard that. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, they called him Gus Dang. because his real first name is Ivan. <laughs> yeah, Virgil Ivan Gus Grissom. Of course it was. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that guy's had a chip the whole time. Yeah, no, he hasn't been easy. <laughs> Has not been easy with him. Uh, 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 it's. A, did you find that clip? Uh, let me. I'll let you hear this, Mimi. Uh, we were talking earlier about that that cosmonaut that went up before right. Yuri. And by the way, when you walk into the Moscow Space Museum, there's like a 30-foot bronze statue of Yuri Gagarin. Like, he is big. He's giant. I and, know. He still is. Yeah. yeah. A hero. And, and Yeah. But he was, it was really something. But So this poor bastard has to go up before him. He knows it's too fast. It's too flawed. He's not coming back. And, and everything is going wrong. And, uh-huh. and, and so uh, it's about 40 seconds, but it's his last words. They're talking to him. And, and the whole time... He uh, the translation reads, you know, he's he's flat out cursing these guys for what they've done that they should all die. Never heard. That's it. That's that's. (laughs) He's mad. And then he was done. But it's, uh, Greg, there's one with a translation in there. Gosh. Yeah, uh, but there's a translation in there. And he he literally, the guy kept trying to hold the the Russian-Soviet line of like, we're now going to talk to him, you know, Komarov, you know, comrade. And and, and he's just the whole time going, you're all pieces of ass. Like, (laughs) your sons of bitches are killing me. This is going to, like, and he is mad, mad. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And those are his last words. Yeah, That's, I have never heard that, and I'm sure everybody else in our museum probably has. But yeah, no, I'm a nerd. I, I'm a nerd, yeah. Mimi. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you should come hang out with the nerds here. You would have a great time. I'm probably the least informed of all of them. <laughs> no, listen, I think you're great. Uh, if you're joining the show, Mimi Meredith is with us from the Cosmosphere and Hutch, and they're going to be at Comic Con April 22nd to the 24th. Your chance to honestly. Whether or not you find it in, interesting now, do a little background and, and just just seconds. Google it on your phone when you see the Liberty Bell and what it meant mm-hmm. to us as a country, as 
uh, a space uh, race was going on. And and it'll really, you'll realize it, man, you, you're getting ready to see a piece of history that is super rare. I mean, incredibly mm-hmm. rare. And uh, I just, I love the idea that you're going to be at Comic-Con. I do too. It's just, it's, um, I think we're going to meet a lot of our people, you know, and we're going to have the space cap there. You can take your pictures with it. We can tell you all about it. And mostly you can look at it and think, would I have the chops to crawl into that on top of a rocket with liquid fuel in it? You know, it just, uh, I think I could never do it. First of all, it's way too confined to space and I need my outside time. But it just, it takes a certain brand of courage. So then we also have um, the exhibit around the Apollo 13. It's a very flat version of the Apollo 13. But if you're bringing kids to Comic-Con or if you just want to have some fun with your friends, you should definitely see us there in the Pez and and, uh, try and test your skills at communication as they did when they solved the Apollo 13 crisis. Well, listen, I uh, I can't wait to see it, and uh, I can't wait to get back to Hutch. As soon as it warms up a little bit, I'll hop on the motorcycle and uh, spend a whole day down there. Oh, yeah, we'll give you a behind-the-scenes tour. I'd we'll love that. We'll down into collections. It'll be so fun. I would love that. I would love it more than you know. Thank you so much. Listen, it's a fantastic place. Check it out online, cosmo.org, C-O-S-M-O.org. It's at Hutch, and uh, it's the Cosmosphere. Um, you know, check them out when they're here in Kansas City, and you're always welcome here, Mimi. Oh, thank you so much. It's been really fun. Oh, yeah. There's one weekend. You got a road trip. I'm a super weirdo. I love that. What she didn't understand because doesn't know you all that well. You, on a Wednesday, you just found time that you were looking things up before you ever that, had a clue she was on. No, no, that's for real. That's, that's what you do. And anytime in between breaks on the air, that's what you do. Dude, that's what uh, I was talking to Churchy yesterday. He goes, he goes, you know, get on your thing. That's what you do. You Google. <laughs> what, you that, do. That's what I'm known for. You really surf I, and I like read. I know stuff. Right. You read constantly. It's, uh, but I mean, uh, just the chance. Uh, I mean, to go then to see that. I think it's amazing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 